Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to the Daily Daf Differently. I'm Daniel Nevins, and today we'll be studying Yoma Daf Yud, page 10. At the end of Daf Ted, page 9, Rabbi Yochanan cited the verse from Genesis 9.27, Yaft Elohim leyafet v'yishkon ba'ohole shem. God will increase yafet, but dwell in the tents of shem. This puzzling verse has been interpreted in Jewish history as a begrudging acknowledgement of the attractive cultures of the Mediterranean associated with Yefet, while still asserting the spiritual superiority of their Semitic religion. Now, the first temple was built by Solomon and was thus Ohale Shem, a Semitic tent. After the Babylonians destroyed it, the Persian king Cyprus defeated Babylonia and allowed the Jews to rebuild their temple. In a sense, then, the second temple was actually a Persian house. Rabbi Yochanan's point is that the second temple was therefore the tent of Yefet, not of shame, and therefore inferior. Even had all of the Jews returned with Ezra, the Shekhinah would not have come with them. God would not have dwelled in the tent of Yefet. With due respect to Rabbi Yochanan, how could he associate the Persian Empire with Yefet? In Genesis 10, seven sons are listed for Yefet, but Paras, or Persia, is not one of them. Rav Yosef makes the case, saying that the seventh son on the list, Tiras, is the same as Paras. This text goes through many minor details of geography, and then Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi cites a bold claim in the name of Rabbi, Rabbi Hudahanasi that Rome will fall to the Persians, which he bases on a riff on the verse from Jeremiah 49.20. This claim is interrogated by Rabbi Bar-Ula, but he gets rebuffed. Who are you to challenge Rebbe? Rebbe's claim is in fact reaffirmed, but then the Amora Rav adds that eventually Persia in turn will fall to Rome. Perhaps Rav, who moved from Israel to Babel at the start of the Sasanian Empire, was hopeful that the newly assertive and oppressive Persian regime would get its comeuppance. He reads a verse from Micah 5.2 to imply that the Messiah will come only once the Roman Empire has covered the entire world for nine months. All of this Agadah finally yields to a return to Halakha. The Mishnah referred to the special residence by the high priest, the Parhedrin. Now we want to know, did that residence have a mezuzah? A tradition is cited from the Talmud Yerushalmi that the only apartment in the temple that bore a mezuzah was the Parhedrin, for it was the residence for the high priest. But weren't there other residences in the temple? Yes, there were, but they did not require the mezuzah, only this one, and that by special decree. As we will see in Amud Bet, because the high priest was actually forced to live in the Parhedrin, that made this a bit of a jail cell. 
you might say that therefore it wasn't his dira or residence. The addition of the mezuzah was meant to soften the impression that the high priest was being held captive. This discussion has some practical application for us as well. We learn, for example, that a sukkah, which also is a seven-day residence, does not require a mezuzah since it is, in fact, a temporary home, and this remains our practice to this very day. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.